Welcome to Desert Out Illusions. It's been a long time. No episodes in July, only one in June, and there's a good chance this will be the only one in August, although we'll see, and uh, we do have a show book for September. But uh, the reason for all of this, uh, all of these delays, is because I made a comedy special, Confessions from My New Vagina, which is not so coincidentally the name of this episode title as well. But this is not the comedy special. We will not be playing material from the comedy special. The links to the uh, special are in the episode description. Uh, you can listen to this episode first and then go check it out. I imagine there are people who have never heard the show or aren't that familiar with my career and are checking it out after because they saw the, heard the comedy special and they're like, oh my god, this is so great, I have to see more of this person. Well, now you get to find out that I'm really not that funny. Just kidding. Or maybe not, but uh, I don't know. I won't be the judge of that. I worked very hard on that special, though. Writing and rewriting and uh, started it in the winter or fall of uh, 2019, right after I'd had my uh, bottom surgery, right after I got the new vagina. So the confessions, I've had bottom surgery going on two years now, but uh, the confessions were pretty fresh when I wrote them. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about the special, why I wanted to do it, what I hope to achieve, what I hope that it did achieve, because it's out there. It is uh, finished, which is something that, uh, honestly, I didn't necessarily, after, uh, you write something. I'm looking at the original notebook. It's currently, you know, it's in a really safe place. It's currently on the floor of my uh, office where I wrote, I handwrote, and I have the worst handwriting in the world, and I handwrote the first draft of uh, Confessions for My New Vagina, practically none of which made it into the actual special, because I wanted to, I wanted to do a comedy special that was mostly jokes, that wasn't preachy, that wasn't necessarily trying to uh, lecture an audience, but make them laugh, and uh, hopefully think, and hopefully I achieved that, and if I didn't, well, Guess what? It's out there. There's nothing I can do about it now. <laughs> kind, of, kind of a nice feeling after all this time. Amount of editing that goes into something like that. Performing. Having to memorize. It's a long special, too. It's a really long for a debut. It's about 48 minutes. But had a lot of stuff. And it's not all about trans humor. It's not, it's not literally 100% about bottom surgery. There's also... Uh, about to say it's not all trans stuff, and then I was going to talk about the other trans stuff. We There's uh, jokes about Trump. There's jokes about cancel culture. Only a few. I really wanted to keep that very narrow. Uh, there's jokes about dining uh, etiquette when you eat out with Ian. Food, not sexual. And that joke is actually pretty much also in the special. You, you say eating out. People's minds, they, they go places, which is... Uh, that's the reality of the world we live in. And another reality of the world we live in, and one that really served as the driving factor for making this special, is the fact that transgender genitals are considered taboo. And they're considered taboo for a number, endless great reasons. It is fucked up that so many people out there still think, but certainly more of them did think for a long time, that it was okay to go around asking trans people about their genitals. I've been asked in in public settings without offering any inclination that that was something that I was open to talk about. I've been asked about my genitals by perfect strangers, by friends that I'm not that close with. 
even friends who have been on this show later. I mean, it's not a deal breaker for me. It can be a deal breaker for other people. At the end of the day, you probably should not go up to somebody and ask them what's in their pants or their skirt or any of that kind of stuff. It, it, it's not the greatest thing in the world to go and do that. However, so we can just say that all of that's true, and it is true. But that doesn't mean that people, whether it's cis people, well, you can even be other trans people, but there are people who will have questions, who will think about bottom surgery. It shouldn't be taboo to have questions, and we should have a resource where people can actually find the answers. Because if they don't, then myths come that I... I mean, people on Facebook will say to me, like, oh, have fun, you gotta, eight times a day, you gotta make sure you gotta plug the hole in your stink ditch or something, some other really disgusting thing about my vagina. And it's like, dude, I gotta do that, like, once uh, every ten days or so. and it Takes about 15 minutes, and guess what? It doesn't stink. Guess what? It works really well. Guess what? It self-lubricates. There's so many things that you don't know about my vagina out there. Random trolls, bigotry, bigots spouting nonsense. You know, if they're going to spout bigotry, I would much prefer if it was rooted in reality. Which, of course, I mean, that's probably a tall order. I mean, it affects the dating pool. If you're a trans woman on Tinder, wherever the hell you want to go, and you, you are chatting with somebody, let's say you're a straight trans woman, and... You uh, are interested in guys, and you meet a guy on uh, Tinder, and you say to them, Oh, I'm trans. And they say, That's fine, I'm bisexual. What that means is they're saying, It's not a problem that you're trans because I like men too. That's not very good. And what's even kind of more messed up about that situation? That... That's kind of, all things considered, one of the better reactions you can get from somebody. There are a lot of much worse ones. And all this stuff, I mean, it's so much worse for people who uh, didn't, don't have surgery or, um, you know, don't want the surgery, can't afford it. They have a whole myriad of other uh, messed up things that they have to go through. And it's it's this messed up world. It's, you know, it. I want to destigmatize things because, frankly, people... You meet people who think that these surgeries are, like, out of left field, and then they find out that, like, my insurance paid for my surgeries, that this is common, that Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act, made this pretty standard a long time ago, not not that recent. Obamacare was passed. I mean, we're, we're now two presidents past Obama, and people really don't understand the ramifications of his most signature piece of legislation, Affordable Care Act. Which uh, really made, uh, I mean, I'm a Medicare for All proponent. I, I, I think private insurance is a really wrong thing. I don't like it. Uh, I'm a direct beneficiary of it from a trans perspective. We need to destigmatize this stuff because I, I can't count the number of times I've been talking to people about the surgery and they hear it. They hear that it was in a hospital, that it was in an American hospital, that it was covered by insurance. And they're like, oh, wow. That sounds pretty normal. That's not at all what I thought. And I want to, like, say to them, where did you get that thought? Why did you, where did that come from? So, we can make it taboo to not talk about transgenitals. That's good policy. 
Somebody needs to do the talking. And if I'm going to do it, I'm going to make it funny. Although, I don't know. I I just did it and it wasn't funny here. But uh, that's what the special's for. It's available on streaming everywhere. Links for you to check it out. You may want to, if you're a really big fan of Ian and you're just kind of like, you know, I I am really want to tune out on her rambling about this crap. There's a special. There's 48 p. There's 48 minutes of me talking about this kind of stuff, and I followed a script that I tried my very darndest to make it funny. Versus here, where I'm just kind of riffing off the cuff about it. It's important. I mean, I I like to think of myself as somebody who can break down barriers because I come from the world of entertainment. I don't. This show, it's called Estradial Illusions. This is not really a trans-centric show. This is, a ho- this is a show that's hosted by a trans woman. But we cover plenty of cis topics. We have plenty of cis guests on. And as, as, as much as I've been able to kind of decipher our listener, our audienceship, and the metrics of that, you know, they'll tell you, wow, your percentage of men versus women. And some of them, including Spotify, will tell you, uh, men, women, and non-binary people, which is great, but uh, they don't tell you cis men, trans men, cis women, trans women, all of that. I do know there are a lot of cis people who listen to the show, which means that for cis people, particularly ones who who are, are come to me mostly because of my work in the the realm of entertainment, not anything to do specifically with being trans, that uh, I, I I can have some opportunities to to speak in a way that will get information across to people who may not otherwise engage with that kind of material. Comedy opens up so many doors. Who doesn't like to laugh? I like to laugh. I like to laugh about being trans. I love that little moment where you tell a joke, a trans joke, to a cis audience, and they're kind of looking at you like, should I laugh at this? Is this a joke for me? I've told it to you. You want to laugh? Go ahead. That's how that's how we communicate the trans experience to people. Through laughter. And you know what? Not everybody likes to do that. I That is not a universal opinion. But it is my opinion. And you're listening to my show. So I have to gather you at least understand the kind of brand of I was literally, activism was coming out of my mouth and I stopped myself because I'm like, you know what? A comedy special isn't activism. A podcast isn't activism. A podcast is really only activism if I were to have an organizer on who's doing a specific thing. I could say, you know, I, I think activism has to have a call to action. I don't, I don't want listeners of my show to have to go and do anything. Maybe vote for somebody if we have a politician on. We haven't had any politician on in a while, and half the time when we do have politicians, I wonder why they even came. <laughs> come spend come spend time with your uh, transgender stoner film critic. I don't even know how to describe myself anymore. And now you guys can see why I was taking a break for so long. I just hit a wall, and I wrote a comedy special, which took... So much work. It is the hardest thing. I've written more than a dozen manuscripts, and uh, at least 10 of them have been published, not counting academic books, all of that. I know the work that goes into behind the scenes, all of that. 
Comedy special. Oof. Oof. That's a lot of work. But it was fun. It was rewarding. I look at my notebook that's full of the rough draft. And I'm happy because I got to I got to talk about these things in the way that I like to talk about them, which is humor. Being trans is really funny. There are days, you know, when I when I every ten days have to dilate now, and I'm sitting on my towel on the on the bed, and I got a lubed up, uncomfortable fiberglass dildo up, you know where. And it's like, you know what? This is this is normal. And it's funny that it's normal, and that this is a normal part of my life, that I grew up this kid who uh, was in the closet, was afraid. I I turned 30 last month in July. Didn't do a podcast about it, but I'm 30 now. And I really, honestly, for a while, I don't mean to get like dark or anything, I did not think I was going to make it to 30. I thought I would be dead by now. I thought that uh, the dysphoria, which really, I've talked about this in other episodes, used to really hit me about twice a month, I mean, uh, not twice a month, twice a year for a good stretch. And then when I actually did transition, it was largely because it was happening much more frequently and it wasn't really going away and uh, the dysphoria. And uh, I needed to do something about it because that was the point where I was like, okay, if you don't do something about it, you probably won't live till you're 30. Boy, what a what a pleasant thing to what a nice pleasant thing to talk about. But it should be that kind of uh we don't really talk about the dark stuff in uh the special. It should be humor, it should be laughter, it should make you uh not I I love self-deprecating humor. I'm not a Hannah Gatsby. Uh she's the Australian comedian. Uh very 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 funny. A huge fan. Uh does not like self-deprecating humor. Says it's self-humiliation. I don't agree with that. I am not into self-humiliation. I am into self-deprecation. I like to uh, poke fun at myself. Because, I mean, you have to. You have to. It's such a weird journey. I went through two puberties. Do you know how much that fucking sucks? (laughs) We all remember our first puberty when you are a teenager. All the hormones. You feel like you're just... You feel like a stranger in your own body... And you feel like your own body's trying to like trying to just just eat you alive, essentially. I got to do that twice. <laughs> I went through it the first time. I was like, oh, crap, I did it wrong. I went through the wrong puberty. And then in my mid twenties, ten years later, I got I got to do it again. <laughs> and I didn't I didn't even have the benefit of being like, yeah, I'm a te- hormonal teenager. It's like, no, I'm a hormonal twenty something. I have so much, you know, uh, the Smashing Pumpkins song, Despite All My Rage, I'm Still Just a Rat in a Cage. That's what transgender puberty was like. It was, you have to laugh about it or else you would go insane. Uh, So, more about the special. It is uh, 22, there are 22 tracks. It's 48 minutes, so, I mean, some of them are really... Some of them are a couple minutes long. Some of them are barely over a minute. And uh, it's not all bottom surgery, as I said. It's uh, a lot of different trans topics. Some of which have been kind of uh, covered here. Like, uh, there's a track on pubic scents. We did an episode, The Scent of a Woman, where I was... uh, It's about the time I I was working out. Probably, I don't know, two years into my transition. 
and I get in the shower. I, I take off my clothes and I'm I'm about to take a shower after working out and I just smelled something. I'm like, holy shit, what is that smell? And I knew that smell and I was I was awestruck that it was me. That I smelled like I smelled like stinky vagina. And I was pre surgery at the time. And that was all the estrogen. That's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing to talk about. I also talk about the bathroom stall bins that I think are just the absolute worst thing in the world. The cesspool of uh, of blood and bacteria. I mean, they're necessary, but we make some jokes about that. A lot of jokes about sexuality. Uh, being sterile. That's pretty funny. You know? I have... Uh, I'm 30. There are people who will show me pictures of their kids. If they just can't shut up about it, I have a great easy way to stop them. I can say, well, I can't have kids. And that's not even true because I have banked some sperm, so I can't have kids. But I can't, uh, I can't go, I can't get somebody, there, there'll be no accidental pregnancy in uh, ITM's cards ever. And if, if my bank sperm were to disappear, that would be it. I would be sterile. I am sterile. That's pretty funny. Maybe, maybe you're not finding the humor. But I got a little sperm bank frozen in carbonite somewhere. Sometimes, like, when I'm feeling like it's Father's Day or Mother's Day, I, either one, frankly, I mean, Thomas, I, uh, you know, I just want to go, and I want to go visit the bank. I want to go to the sperm bank. <laughs> I want to go say hi to my little frozen swimmers, see how they're doing. When, when, when my kid is born, I will uh, let them drink whenever they are the age, plus um, I would have banked sperm in 2017. We will add those years th- between the sperm get, getting banked to the, when they're born. They can drink, you know, if they're 13 and plus those years, they're 21. Well, guess what? We're going to do some shots. Uh, yeah, kids uh, kids not even old uh, old enough to walk, and uh, we'll do some keg stands. Uh, not really, but uh, if we did do that, I wouldn't tell anybody. We talk about, guess what? Most of the world mispronounces the word homosexual. It's not homosexual. I won't spoil it, but... It is pronounced homosexual, and we have a whole bit on that. And you know what? On top of all of that, it's hard to believe that it's taken this long into the episode, but I came up with a new word for cisgender. I think cisgender is a shitty word. It's not—people go around saying cis is a slur. It's obviously not a slur, and I don't think that cis people, it's productive for them to go around saying, oh my god, I hate this word. But with all of that said, let's understand something. The word cisgender sounds like from a linguistic standpoint, not from a hate speech standpoint. It is not hate speech, and it's ridiculous that it gets marked as hate speech. However, that word sucks. It's horrible to say cis. Cis. You know what? It needs something like straight is for heterosexual. And heterosexual sounds a hell of a lot better than cisgender, and you don't hear anyone saying, Don't call me hetero. Don't call me heterosexual. That's because heterosexual is pleasing to sound from a linguistic standpoint. Cisgender. Ugh, cis. I mean, there's a reason people like William Shatter hate that word. It sounds, it sounds, sounds, sounds terrible. Uh, I, I'm not going to spoil it here, but I have a solution. And I have a solution. I saved it. There's 22 tracks. That's the 17th one. Isn't that fascinating? Also, we have a problem with nostalgia in this world. It's, uh, people get too caught up in the past. Look at look at movies right now, all these remakes, reboots, everything under the sun. I don't get it, because it's funny. 
I do get it in the sense that, uh, you know, I, uh, I mean, I was like 10 when Fast and Furious came out. The fact they're still making those, obviously that's going to appeal to me from like a nostalgic standpoint, at least in some regard. But uh, it's not necessarily, like, it's so, it's so conflicting for trans people to feel this nostalgic things because you we we don't really have the luxury of want of wanting to go back to an easier time in our lives so we're all in the closet this the present is 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 my best timeline and i think for a lot of people that's probably true i don't think the past people reminisce about the past a lot you get to reminisce about the past a lot without having to think about all the bad stuff we talk about that and there's jokes you're listening you know what? If you have a streaming, this this special is free to stream anywhere. So you really have no excuse for listening to descriptions of the special when you can go and actually listen to the special itself. But I have a big podcast audience, and I want to use my podcast to promote the special because I this is my first one of those. I don't have a lot of people banking on a lot of goodwill from the last comedy special I did because this is the first one. And I wrote it, and then COVID happened. Ugh. We got it recorded. Uh, people seem to enjoy it. My mother has heard it a bunch of times, and she was... There's some stuff about the Catholic Church. Guess what? I was an altar boy for eight years. And, you know, what do I have to show from it from the Catholic Church? Do I have a thank you for your service from them? No, I don't. I have a, you're awful because you had your balls lopped off and you uh, have put penises in your mouth. They weren't even my own penis. They were other penises. And that's apparently a no-no in the church if you were born a male. I, I, you know what? I'm not. We're not even gonna go there. If uh, I don't think you're actually supposed to. I think or I think all oral sex is actually probably wrong. So we can look at that from an egalitarian standpoint. I don't know. If my rhythm seems a little off, that it's because I really haven't done this in a very long time and. Even, honestly, I think uh, Blood Sisters was a lot of fun. Michelle Handelman was a, a absolutely fascinating guest. I really loved talking with her. I felt very rusty <laughs> in doing, doing that interview. I loved her film, and uh, I think that there's a point early on in the episode where she asks, like, she's like, you have, you have questions? Because why well, I had her uh, do her introduction, and I was like, kind of smiling because I'm like, yes, uh, yes. I have my notes, and I am ready to go. Let's do this. I'm sitting there laughing like, okay, you're... Because whenever you... When, I mean, I've taken breaks before. When you get back to it, it's... When I was coming back from my bottom surgery, another another example, I was going to basically take another month off, and then David Fry's publicist of the National Dog Show, his publicist reached out and said, you know, are you interested in doing an interview? And I was like, holy shit, David Fry's... First off, he's a really, really nice man, so, and you can kind of tell that by his broad, uh, the National Dog Show, and the, the, he loves dogs. And I've been, uh, my family's been a big fan of his for uh, a long time, and of that broadcast. And I was like, okay, you know what? I was gonna take another couple weeks. If he's available, we will, uh, we will get uh, going on that. And uh, that was so much fun. In this stretch, this time, I actually got three big names pitched, and I turned two of them down. And then one, the the one that I didn't turn down was uh, not available. Actually, you can put four in that category. Two Star Trek captains have been pitched to the show in the past six weeks. Although one wasn't really available for interview. 
the other one was available, but didn't have a lot of time, and uh, that kind of fell through. Uh, then another person, I was away, and when I came back, I just my workload was too much. They would have been one of the biggest names we had, and in hindsight, I probably should have tried to get them more. But uh, that's just the way it goes. And then uh, another one, Academy Award winner. That would also have been huge. Uh, that person, uh, we made an executive decision that uh, we weren't going to give this platform to that kind of person because of uh, external things that happened. Uh, n- not to do with me, not to do with the show, uh, but this person in their past, we decided we had to make a uh, decision uh, where to stand, what kind of show we want to put on for our listeners. Had to tell them no uh, graciously. I'm not going to name the person because they uh, their publicist came in good faith and... Uh, I don't want to drag them through the mud. I didn't drag them through the mud in the email. But I was like, absolutely not. Can't do this. Sorry. Got... Broader point, though, we've been getting some really good guests. So we should come back. And uh, as we kind of wrap up, start stop talking about stop talking about uh, the, the quality of the special and now talking about uh, who, who's been in Ian's inbox this past month. I needed a break. You know, it was a big, we have a big, big, big back catalog of fun interviews. And you, also, I mean, on top of that, I think what, what kind of sparked that and the tangent of going all over the place is the fact that uh, right before a break, we had Michael McElhatton on. And we took a long break when we had Michael Hurst from Hercules. Once you do an interview like that, when you're like riding on this, oh my God, wasn't that cool? You kind of don't want to do another episode immediately. You just kind of want to ride that rush for a while. It's it's great. This show has been really fortunate to get really great guests. So uh, we have a lot of... Uh, long story short, we have a great back catalog that uh, people can revisit while we're on a break. But I, I, I needed a break. I needed to recharge. And I didn't spend the break breaking. I didn't, I didn't lounge around. I worked really hard, tirelessly on this comedy special. So... That is out, and it was a lot of fun, and I hope you enjoy it. I really wanted to make a a special that, uh, you know, not just trans people, but everybody can enjoy. That is still trans-centric. This is, you know, I, I, I like to bring, you know, I'm a person of, I consider myself an entertainment writer. I'm an entertainment podcast host. That's my big thing. I'm not steeped in LGBTQ lore constantly, but, uh... It's 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 part of me. It'll always be a part of me, whether I whether I'd want it or not. And obviously, I do want it, but uh, I'll always that, I'll always be a person of that world as well as any other kind of world that I. I don't know what other world I would be in, but I do ask that you, uh, if you enjoy it, and honestly, if you like me and you didn't didn't enjoy it, still, it would be a lot of help for uh, you know if you guys can help spread the word. This is a small operation. Uh, I, I do pretty much all the podcast stuff myself. Uh, for the special, uh, we brought in engineers and cover designers. And, you know, there's put a team together, but it's still a small operation. Not a lot of ad budget. Uh, need help spreading the word. Uh, really grateful to all the support. And it's good to be back. And we'll, you know, we're not going to take six weeks uh, before we come back with another one. But I've been talking and... Actually, I mean, I'm covering the Toronto Film Festival. I assume we'll do stuff with that. Boy, that, this is the kind of stuff you lead lead off a podcast with. You don't close a podcast with that. But uh, here we are. Anyway, <laughs> thank you. I really please enjoy it. And if you do enjoy it, please share. And if you listen this long, you hate the special. I, I don't understand why you would listen to me more broadly. Uh, but uh, also share. Share, share, share. 
really uh, appreciate the the love and support. The special is in the links. I uh, can check it out. Thank you so much. Everybody. <laughs>